Andrew Gillis covers the Bengals for Cleveland.com. And let's just start big picture with you. Uh, there's a lot of people starting to lean towards, you know, the Ravens a little bit in this game. There's a lot of talk. Joe Mixon talk, you know, kind of giving some bulletin board material for the Ravens. Joe Burrow, you see this team, they're very confident. Cigars, all of that. Uh, what What is the mood right now, the feeling around this team heading into their wild card game against the Ravens? Oh, it's extremely, extremely confident. I mean, the last time that they lost a game was on Halloween when they played the Browns. Uh, that was their first game when they didn't have Jamar Chase, who kind of missed a few weeks with a hip injury. They've won eight in a row since then. Um, they're they really kind of haven't had any problems along the way you could point to and say, oh, you know, here's a major glaring issue. There have been bumps on the road, sure. You know, you lose Alex Kappa, your starting right guard last week, and, you know, you have a bad first half in Tampa Bay, but there really haven't been a ton of, you know, oh my goodness, this is, you know, the sky is falling moments, kind of like you can point to some other teams in the AFC. Like, th- this is you know, one of the teams in the league that you can point to and say, okay, they can very realistically win the Super Bowl. And I think they know that. And they've kind of been waiting all year for this moment. You know, last year they won three playoff games, two of them were on the road. They feel like they're ready for this. It's a big moment. Now you get another home game. I mean, they are extremely, extremely confident going into the playoffs. I mean, when you have Joe Burr as your quarterback, there's really not reason not to be confident. You brought up Kappa, and he didn't participate in practice today, uh, and he's on a scooter, so do you expect him to play? And then what about uh, Cam Taylor-Prick? Because I know it got good news, obviously, uh, today with T. Higgins. It looks like he's going to play in this game. But do you think Brick goes? Yeah, I, I would expect Cam Taylor-Britt to play. Um, Kappa's not going to play. Uh, Zach Taylor said that this week. Um, if I mean, if you can kind of read some body language and read between the lines a little bit. Uh, you would expect Alex Kappa to be out for – a significant period of time, whether that's the remaining the re- remainder of the playoffs, even if they make the Super Bowl, you know, nobody really knows right now. Nobody's willing to say, uh, but the Kappa injury is big because they lost uh, the right tackle, Lyle Collins. They lost him on Christmas Eve. He hurt his knee against the Patriots. Now you lose Alex Kappa. So you're basically starting an entire new right side of the line because you were able to play Hakeem Adeniji at right tackle for you know a few snaps of that Buffalo game before it got canceled. Then you play the Ravens game, most of it with Alex Kappa, then he gets hurt. So you, you're really talking about minimal snaps for that right side of the offensive line. So you know it kind of feels like Groundhog's Day because you're right back where we were last year where yeah. everybody was saying, okay, the offense is great. Can that offensive line hold up? And we're going to find out on Sunday. Yeah, in the first couple weeks of the season, man, in the first 12 weeks of the season, the offensive line, I mean, it looked like a huge improvement. Is that your biggest concern here, right. obviously, the rest of the way? Because sometimes I thought it was on Joe Burrow holding on to the ball a little bit too long, uh, looking for hunting the big play. But is that your biggest concern, would you say, moving forward, just the O-line? Yeah, I think it has to be. Um, you know, you're absolutely right. At the beginning of the year, I think what what they were kind of not ready for or not prepared for, or not willing to take was was the kind of looks underneath that defenses were giving them. Uh, they saw a lot of too high looks, and it felt like every time, you know, to put it in a baseball analogy, it felt like every time Joe Burrow took the snap, he was trying to hit a home run. Joe Burrow was trying to hit the deep ball, trying to find Jamar Chase for 70 yards, trying to find T. Higgins 50 yards on a, cro- on a crossing route. Like they were trying to always just go, 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 go. And I think they finally kind of settled in. Ironically, right around that Baltimore game in week five, they kind of settled in and said, okay, well, if defenses are going to play us like this, we're just going to take what they give us. So, um, you know, I, I, the offensive line had played well, but now you're talking about an entirely new kind of mix on that right side. 
And that's, I mean, that's a huge concern, especially as you get into the playoffs, everybody's going to have really, really good pass rushers or something schemed up. So it's, it's going to be something to watch for sure. How, how do you uh, kind of assess where the secondary is right now? Because the Bengals have had issues in terms of injuries there uh, in the last like four or five weeks of the season too. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, they lose Chidobe Awuzie, who is their best corner on Halloween in Cleveland, and that was a pretty significant loss. Uh, then you have Eli Apple come in, and you have Eli Apple and Cam Taylor Britt, a rookie who missed the beginning part of the season with an injury. So it, it's been some growing pains at the corner position. Um, you know, for this Sunday, I'm not sure the, the Ravens have too many receivers that would right. scare you too much. Um, but, you know, Cam Taylor Britt, I think, has gotten better every week that he's played. Uh, his coaches have said that. His teammates have said that. It just looks like the game is slowing down a little bit for him. He's always willing to get involved in the run game and in terms of tackling and things like that. Um, you know, Eli Apples, I think he's kind of gotten a little bit better as the years went on, too. But their safeties have played really well. Um, Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Uh, I think Jesse Bates is, is really kind of done a nice job here um, over the last few weeks. You know, they. you look at the Bengals' defense and – there's not really anybody that you say, okay, this is an all pro at his position. This is a top two, top five guy at his position, whatever it is, but they just play so well together. And I think the secondary does a really good job of that. And Vaughn and Jesse are so well connected and they're just really in sync with one another. And I think that that's really helped them. So, um, I mean, when you have, you know, two guys that can put the lid on it and on an opposing offense, that's, that's pretty significant. Talking to Andrew Gillis, BetMGM tonight, what do you think sort of the early game plan will be for the Ravens in this? Because, you know, we clearly have the advantage at quarterback. I mean, the Ravens have averaged 12.5 points a game over their last six games, so it's not like they're going to throw the ball out. They're going to try and run. Is this going to be the Bengals, even with that that hurt offensive line, which Joe Burrow should be used to having a bad offensive line. He got to the Super Bowl with it last year and got sacked seven times. So you feel like he's almost just comfortable in that position. Is this going to be get out there early and try to step on the Ravens' throats, and, or are they going to try to maybe eat some clock and give some carries to Joe Mixon? No, it's the first one. Yeah. Uh, you got to jump on this team early if you're the Bengals. You know, I, I kind of think of... You know, going back a couple of years when the uh, when the Ravens played the Titans in that game in 2019, you saw the Ravens go down 14 nothing, and they kind of panicked and they didn't really know what to do or how to do it because for so much of their their season and for so much of their offense was based on what they could do running the ball. And I think now, especially if you're not going to have Lamar, you're talking about a running game with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, you've got to be able to run the ball. And if the Bengals can put a lead on them early, you know, the Bengals like to take the ball first. Um, we'll see. I think the coin toss is going to be interesting this week because last week the Ravens won and they took the ball. So I think the Ravens are kind of self-aware of this. You can't let uh, you can't let the Bengals take an early lead because if the Bengals get out ahead of you, then the Ravens have to play catch up. And you're talking about Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown kind of having to sling it all over the yard. And I'm not sure that's going to work for the Ravens. <laughs> as, as far as like the rest of the schedule there for the playoffs, since they're nine and a half point favorites, who are you more concerned with? Is it, would it be the Bills or would it be Kansas City? They've obviously, you know, had Kansas City's number, especially in the second half with the defensive adjustments they've made against Mahomes. But uh, who do you uh, who do you think's the who's the tougher matchup moving forward? Yeah, that that is something that I've actually been thinking about. Um, preferably, you know, for my sake, I don't want to go to the cold in Buffalo. So if the Bills want to lose this weekend, that'd be yeah. fine. Um, yeah, I don't have to go up into, <laughs> up into snowy New York. Um, but yeah, I, I think you have to say the Chiefs um, because you, you kind of look at, you know, everybody says, oh, well, the Bengals have 
the Chiefs number and this and that and the mm-hmm. other. They've played three times. The Bengals have won, uh, you know, in the last two years. But I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. And last year, the Chiefs kind of had the Bengals on the ropes twice. Um, you know, this year, the, the Bengals needed a late turnover, got themselves back into the game. Like there are, there are kind of points of, of both of those games last year where you can point to and say, this, this could have gotten away from the Bengals pretty quickly. And um, it, it didn't, you know, credit to the Bengals and they were able to come back, obviously. But uh, I, I, I just the good the better quarterback is the guy that you have to uh, you have to be more afraid of. Yeah. I, we just announced where the neutral location will be uh, for the Bills-Bengals game, and it's in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which would be kind of two Super Bowl kind of vibes. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of any thoughts on, on like a rematch there, considering how much emotion is around that as well. For the for the Bills and Bengals, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I you you kind of look at what what the last week was like for for the Bengals for the Bills. I mean, it, it would be I, I think it would probably be one of the more anticipated playoff games of the last you know quarter century, twenty years. Like I, I'm talking, like this is going to be a massive massive deal because you think about what everything kind of meant here for the Bengals and the Bills. Like the Bengals after on that Wednesday, um, you know, the Monday or the game happened Monday on that Wednesday afterwards, the Bengals were like, we don't know if we should play on Sunday. Uh, Like the Bengals really took this hard too. So, you know, now that DeMar is is out and and everything kind of seems to be going in the right direction, that would be, I mean, it would be a crazy, crazy environment. And, um, you know, I think both teams would be ready for that. Uh, I, I, I mean, it would be something really cool to see. So, um, I mean that you're talking what two of the best four teams in the league meeting the division around that'd be that'd be something really cool. Talking to Andrew Gillis, BetMGM tonight. So, how would you compare this Bengals team at this point to where they were last year? Because they didn't sneak up on anybody this season. They make the Super Bowl. It's like last year they got to the playoffs and they were this fun story. Now there's a lot more expectations on them this time around. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think you kind of look at it and just who they have and and some of the star guys, and it's hard to see a ton of difference, to be completely honest with you, because, you know, last year, you, like you mentioned, you kind of, you know, you come on hot late, you make the playoffs, okay, you beat the Raiders, you know, it took a goal line stand basically at the end, and it felt, you know, okay, this feels like the end of the line you barely beat the Titans. You, you know, have a great comeback against the chiefs. Every game that they had, I think kind of just gave them that little bit more extra confidence that you needed. And now, you know, I mentioned at the top, you're coming in and you have a very, very confident football team. And I think that that leadership has kind of carried over because a lot of these guys played on this team last year and there isn't any, Hey, what are the playoffs going to be like? You know, what is your first playoff game? Like, Hey, this team hasn't won a playoff game in 30 something years. Like there's none of that. Like this is all, it's strictly business at this point to be cliche. You know, these guys are very aware of what the playoffs are like. Um, You know, like you mentioned the expectation, I am curious to see how that kind of weighs on them because you're still in that honeymoon phase. You know, Joe Burrow's in his third season, you know, Jamar Chase is in his second season. You've got a lot of guys that are really young, but in the NFL, it gets late early when you're talking about contracts. And I think, I, I just wonder what the future would be like, you know, if the Bengals lose on wildcard Sunday or they lose in the next round or whatever, I wonder what that conversation is going to be like over the summer about what this team can do. Because again, you know, that would be two years in a row where you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league 
and you know maybe you don't make the Super Bowl this year. I don't know. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how they handle this pressure. Andrew, we have about 45 seconds. Uh, based on what you said and kind of what I like, I like the Bengals' first uh, quarter, minus two and a half, but you're very in tune with the matchups. Any sneaky player props you think we should be targeting? Oh, player props are good. Um, you know, I, I would certainly lean under on a lot of different guys. I think the Ravens are going to try to take the air out of the ball. Um, you know, I haven't checked on on individual yardage markers for Burrow and for Chase and things like that. Burrow, 268 I would really, and a half. Really, oh, oh I, I'm definitely going under on that. Um, I think the Ravens are they're really going to try to control the clock. Um, you know, I was listening to you guys earlier. Nine and a half is way too many points, honestly. I wouldn't be afraid of throwing some money on the Ravens money line. Um, I really think this is going to be close. So I I think they're going to do a really good job of taking the air out of the ball. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Thanks so much, man. Add a couple more of those. Take the under on Joe Burrow's passing yards because of Andrew Gillis. Good talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, yeah, guys. appreciate it. It's uh, I think this game has a chance to be if the Bengals don't get out early and you let the Ravens dictate how this game is played, it's going to be a lot different. It's not going to be as pretty for them. Not going to be as pretty.